0: Hello and welcome back to the Steph Gordon Show. Guys, it is my wedding week. Oh my God, I cannot believe that in two days, I am going to be a married woman. I have had a lot of questions in my DMs around this. And one of the things that has been coming up a lot is, are you changing your last name? So for those of you who don't know, my fiance or husband-to-be, his last name is Frey. So will I become Stephanie Frey publicly? Well, first of all, yes. Behind the scenes, I am 100% becoming Stephanie Frey. I will be changing all of my official documents to become Stephanie Frey. But so much of the brand has been built on Steph Gorton, including all of my URLs, all of my websites, all of my email addresses. And so for right now, at the very least, we're not envisioning a name change publicly. So yes, behind the scenes, I will become Steph Frey. But to the public, I will remain Steph Gorton just for a little while. And the second question I'm getting a lot is, are you going on a honeymoon? Yes, 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 we are. Next week, we fly out to Thailand. We are so excited. We actually originally booked to go to Thailand. We booked for Koh Samui, and then we found out that In Thailand, at any one time, one side of the island is in, you know, dry season and the other side is in rainy season. And we found out through our incredible travel agent, who let us know, which we're so grateful for, that Koh Samui at the time that we are visiting is actually in the wet season. And so, we definitely obviously don't want to get rained in on our honeymoon. So, we are going to the other side of Thailand and we're staying in a place called Krabi and we are so frigging excited. There's like so much to do there. Tim and I are really active people on holidays. where not all about laying down by the pool. Like, we're a little bit about that, but we're not all about that. So, there's hikes, there's like really cool pools that you can go and visit, there's like hot springs, just tons of stuff that you can do. So, we're really excited for that. So, you can watch this week for all of the wedding spam on the socials. Honestly, I am just so freaking excited. Today, I wanted to dive into a topic that has been coming up a lot lately in my coaching program and that I know is a little bit taboo, but really needs to be discussed. And that is when it's time to stop growing just for a bit. I know that right now you're probably thinking, Steph, why would I want to stop growing? Well, let me first dive into the fact that there are three distinct phases of business. So you have the startup phase of business, which is very hustle-based. You're basically doing it all, you're wearing all the hats, you're learning all the skills really hard and fast, you're trying, you're failing, you're collecting data, you're trying again, you're just working so hard to find something that lands and an offer that will convert and continue to deliver, right? Then once you get your great offer, your incredible concept off the ground. You move into the growth phase. So at this point, you've got momentum and you're growing fast. You're hiring team members left, right and center. We call them arms and legs. You're hiring team members, trying to get them trained up to match the level of output that is required because of the demand that you are currently creating. You're working all sorts of crazy hours just to try and meet the demand and Project manage with your team and just make sure that everything is, you know, working. You're jumping in and you're solving problems on the daily or maybe even hourly. You're putting fires out left, right, and center. And while you're making more money than you ever thought, probably, that you could make, you're spending just as much. And that is when you know that you're in the growth phase, okay? And the third phase is scale phase. Now, this is where most businesses want to get to at some stage in their business. At this stage, when you're in the scale phase, all of your hard work starts to pay off. The business begins to grow without you. And really, you don't do all that much in the business anymore. You can if you want to, but you you don't have to. It doesn't rely on you to get the leads. If you don't work for a couple of days, things still go ahead. Everything still happens. Customers still get served. You still get sales in the door. It's all happening without needing you. You've got teams, you've got systems in place so that it can run without needing your input. It's likely at this stage of business, you've also become an industry leader. Your business runs smoothly, your costs are low and your profit margins are high. But more importantly, you feel different at this stage of business. You feel safe, you feel secure, you have time freedom and you probably have financial freedom as well at this point. So you might be asking in your head, well, how do I go from growth phase to scale phase? In order to get from growth phase to scale phase, you're not going to believe me, but believe it or not, it is not more growth that is required. In order to move from growth phase to scale phase, you've got to slow down. You've got to stop focusing on making more revenue and start focusing on building the solid foundations that are going to be required in order for you to scale. In order to get to scale phase, you have to let go. You have to go hands off the wheel and know that your business can run without needing you. And in order to do that, you have to stop doing all of the things because if you're doing all the things and you take your hand off the wheel, they don't get done, right? You need to start creating processes and systems so that these tasks can be done without you. And really focus on creating a profit run business. Because something that I see that happens all the time as people try to move into scale phase and definitely when they're within that growth phase is they hire tons of new team members, but they don't actually factor all of these new hires into their price points or re-review their price points or re-review their profit margins. And then it comes time for tax to come out and all of a sudden they have no money left over. I think a really important point here in getting into that scale phase or getting into any phase. You might be listening to this and you might be like, I am well and truly in startup phase right now. It doesn't matter whether you're in startup phase, whether you're in growth phase. And even if you're in scale phase, the reality is that what got you here will not get you to the next level because as you grow, things break. The processes that I had in place for onboarding two clients a week no longer worked when I was onboarding 20 people a week. You have to update your process. You have to update your systems every single time your business goes through a growth spurt. And so what we really recommend and what I recommend as a coach and something that I do in my own business is we might have three or four months of solid growth, really focusing on our marketing, really focusing on our lead generation, really focusing on our sales, really focusing on getting our clients talking about us. And then we'll have a couple of months where we just coast and we just look at, okay, we're now at this level, what needs to be fixed at this? Level? What needs to change at this level now that we're here? What processes are we currently doing that are no longer serving us and that might even be holding us back, or at the very least, costing us a lot of money to keep doing these processes that are potentially manual, that could be automated, that are potentially not even that important, that won't make a big difference in the long run, that we could potentially get rid of, right? So, as your business grows, so must your processes. So, if you plan on scaling, you have to take time to review what do we need to do better? What do we need to change? What do we need to get rid of? What do we need to simplify? I was actually having this conversation with a girl on one of the group coaching calls that we had in PMP recently. And she was saying how hard it was. It was so hard for her to figure out this process. She was like, I've got this process. It's just so hard. I can't find a way to get this system down. I can't find a way to put this in writing or even in video to create a systemized process for it. And I was like, if you are finding something so hard that you can't create a process for it, if you're finding something so hard that you can't create a system for it, then you're overcomplicating it and that you need to simplify. That is a sign that it's time to simplify. That is a sign that we are trying to make things harder instead of smarter. So how can we simplify that? So how would you know when it's time to stop growing? Well, when everything feels like it's breaking, that's probably when I would recommend it's time to stop growing. When you're working hard and making money, but there seems to be very little left over for you. When you're supposed to be having a day off, but you end up working all day, not because you want to, but because things come up or need to be done when you realize that you're starting to miss out on opportunities to grow because you just can't keep up with the workload, and when you're just fucking exhausted and you know that it's not sustainable to keep going this way, that is how you know it's time to stop focusing on growth and it's time to start focusing on getting your foundations and your systems in place. The truth is that the energy that got you into growth phase, like that Hustle energy, that work hard, let's get shit done, let's do it all, I can handle it. Even like parts of the ego that come up throughout that, like I'm the best, no one can do things the way that I do them. That energy, that work hard mentality, that masculine energy, which is so beautiful and so needed in that startup phase of business, in that growth state of business. It actually needs to take a bit more of a back seat as you begin to try and get into scale phase because what's actually needed in scale phase is allowing yourself to be nurtured by your team. It's not being the boss. It's not having to be somebody that doles out orders and delegates tasks. It's actually about going, okay, I need some support today or this week. I've got too much on my plate. Who out of my incredible genius team is able to take some of this stuff off my plate so that I can make sure that my cup is full so I can be my best for this business, I can be my best for myself, I can be my best for my family family. It's about allowing yourself to be supported by the people that you bring into your world. It really is about trust, trusting yourself, trusting yourself that no matter what mistakes you make, no matter what the mistakes your team make, that you will always be able to fix them. It's also about trusting your team, letting them actually do their jobs and maybe even doing more than that and not needing to micromanage them. It's about Really stepping into that feminine energy where it's magnetizing, where people are naturally drawn to work with you rather than you forcing it and feeling like you're pushing shit uphill you really want to focus on getting into that scale phase. It's a real 180 in energy. It's not all about that masculine energy. In fact, it's more so about that feminine energy. And in order to see what actually needs to change in your business, you actually need to take time. I had a conversation with a girl in our High Rollers program last week and she was saying, Steph, I just don't even know how I want to scale. I don't know. If I want to, I don't know. If I, I don't even know what I want. And I said, that's, that's okay. It's okay to not know what you want, but you can't find out by just staying in the day-to-day of your business. You can't find out by just keeping yourself busy and doing what you're doing every single day and just having Groundhog Day on repeat. In order to find out who you are, what you want, what you truly want, you have to slow down. You have to create space to discover it. You have to create space to listen to your intuition, to listen to your gut, to actually listen to what you want. Because right now you're just distracting yourself with all of the stuff that you need to do that you're not listening to what you actually want because you already know. You don't need somebody to sit down with you and tell you how you should scale. You already know how you want to scale. You're just not listening. You don't know how to listen because you're so busy doing the work. So in order to see what needs to change in your business to be able to get to the next level, you have to take time out to create the processes and the systems. And I, you need to be able to draw that information out of your head. You need to be able to step out and actually just see what breaks. So, you know, my operations manager, who I love, she just stepped out of the business for a couple of weeks to go on holiday. And we just saw it as a time to see what breaks rather than trying to prevent everything and stop everything from happening. When things break, it allows us to go, cool, all right, well, that's obviously not a process, or right. obviously that needs work. So instead of trying to control everything to aim for this perfectionism, which first of all, is just not fucking human, you need to take a step out and just see what breaks and know that you'll be able to fix it. And again, that comes back to that trust. And with that in mind, when we're talking about team, we're talking about trust. With that in mind, when you're in the growth phase, you need to stop paying for an audience. And what I mean by that, I'm going to give the analogy that I like to use here, is that right now you might have team members who you've hired to be what we call the arms and legs, right? So you've hired people because you don't have enough time and you just need people to come in and do the tasks for you. And the example I would use is if you were selling pens and you were wrapping the pen and you were putting it in the box, you would tape the box up, you would put the sticker on it, and then you would send it out to people, right? That's the process, okay? And so, like, maybe you're so busy and demand has grown so much that, you know, doing all of those tasks is now just too time consuming. And so, you've hired somebody to come in and they're going to wrap the pen and put the pen in the box and tape the box. And then you're just going to put the sticker on it and take it to the post office. But you notice that when you're getting the box, the tape is slightly off. And so, it's not quite right. It's not quite on correctly. And so, you show your employee one more time and they keep doing it wrong. So, instead of taking the time to properly train them, taking the time to communicate with them, taking the time to really reiterate the process and fix it up. You just decide you'll do it yourself. I'll just do it myself. It's easier. So what I want you to do is just wrap the pen, put the pen in the box. I'll take the box and then I'll put the sticker on. Okay. And then I'll hire somebody to take it to the delivery office. But then you notice that the pen's going in the box a little bit sideways. So you're like, that's okay. I'll just do it myself. It's no big deal. So they wrap the pen. You put the pen in the box. You take the box. You put the sticker on the box. And then you give it to the person for delivery. And all of a sudden, you're paying these people who are supposed to be doing these tasks for you to watch you do these tasks, which is why we call it paying for an audience you don't want to be paying for an audience. You have given these people these tasks. You need to find a way to communicate effectively with them in a way that makes sense or simplify the process, or you need to train them correctly so that you don't have to pay them and you can stop micromanaging them and you can just let go. right? So stop paying for an audience. And there is one last thing that I want to note on growing, and it's around growth mindset. A lot of people just want to grow and seize every opportunity, even if they're burning themselves out, even if they know that it's unsustainable. And so the question I would ask you, if you are that person, if you were listening to this and you're like, I'm ready to grow, but you know that you're working 14 to 16 hour days already, you know that you don't have capacity really to take on any more clients. You know that you're going to start doing a really crappy job of delivery very, very soon. What comes up for you when you think about focusing on stability over making more money? When you start focusing on stability over growth, when for maybe a three-month or six-month period, instead of prioritizing more money, more courses, more offers, you actually just focus three months on not focusing on revenue, not focusing on making more money, but instead just focusing on creating stability. What comes up for you? You need to ask yourself why you're driving to grow so fast. Like, What is that push that's within you? Why do you have to have it all and have it right now? is it because you're scared that maybe it's going to run out? Is it because you're worried that if you say no, then you'll miss out and it won't come back around to you? When I was finding myself constantly hustling for growth, it actually came from a real scarcity mindset. And Some of the ways that I nurtured myself through that or moved myself out of that mindset was regularly reminding myself that I'm playing the long game and not the short game. I'm not in this just for the next two years. I'm in this for life. This is my life's work. I will go to my grave still teaching, still coaching, still helping. Like, I don't want to retire. I want to do this forever. And so I need to remind myself that I'm playing the long game and that that means that I can have moments and months of stability, of enjoying what I've created, of taking a step back, taking a breather, and then going again in a couple of months time for the growth. I know that deep in my bones that my wildest dreams will be realized. I know that it is inevitable that I will reach my goals as long as I don't give up. And I know that the fastest way that I'm going to give up is if I continue to burn myself out because I will 100% shut my shit down if I'm burning out on repeat. And I know that what's meant for me won't miss me. So if you feel like you are suffocating and drowning in the growth phase right now, my advice to you would be stop focusing on more money and stop focusing on more growth and instead put your time, energy and effort for a two to three month period and focus on removing you from your business so that you can spend your time creating new ways to make money and scale up your business. If you loved today's podcast, I would love it if you could take a photo of this episode, tag me on social media, tell me all about it because honestly, it lights me up to hear that you are getting something from this. Thank you so much again for joining me and I'll see you next week. Babe, thank you for tuning into today's episode. It means the absolute world to have you here with me. If you want more, head to the show notes below to check out our latest free resources along with the exclusive link for podcast listeners to book in a free 15-minute strategy session to find out how you can boom your biz.